Welcome back to another episode of the Path to Pro Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, John Russos. Our guest today is the Talent Identification Director at Sporting Kansas City, Josh Duffy. Josh and I talked about the ins and outs of his work, his days at St. Mary's, and his why. Enjoy. Everyone, I'm here with Josh Duffy. Josh, how you doing? Doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, Josh, just kind of getting really right into it. You're the Director of Talent Identification for Sport in Kansas City. Do you mind talking a little bit about your role and what you do? So Talent Identification, uh, talent identification Director. Um, my main priority is our academy, and I also scout for our B team, which is USL Championship, which was rebranded uh, Sporting Kansas City 2, and I do domestic scouting for our first team as well. Okay, and how exactly did you get into scouting in the first place? So I, I good friends with John Perry. I've known him for 20-plus years. He's the academy director with uh, Sporting Kansas City. Um, he had always asked me to come and coach um, in their academy, and uh, we, we weren't looking to move back to Kansas City and family. I've got uh, a wife who works and, and two small children, six and nine, so we weren't looking to move back uh, and for a coaching role, so... Um, the way that I could stay involved with, with the club, uh, was to start scouting. So that was the, the opportunity to join the club, um, because we weren't looking to, to move back for, for coaching. Okay. Interesting. And I mean, your background as well, uh, in soccer, I mean, getting to this position, uh, do you mind telling me a little about that? Yeah. So, uh, grew up in Kansas city, uh, played youth soccer here, uh, went and played at St. Mary's college. Got to give them a shout out because, uh, Currently getting ready to play a second round game at home versus uh, Santa Barbara, which hopefully will okay. take care of business there. But there um, so played college there. Uh, after college, I went back uh, and played with, at the time we were Kansas City Wizards. Um, so played here for about a year and a half and then uh, short stints uh, in Germany and Holland. And I came back, started coaching um, youth, uh, let's see, college as well at, at Fresno State. Um, came back in the, to the Bay Area and coached at St. Mary's College and been scouting with Sporting Kansas City since 2015. Primarily, I was doing West Coast scouting. Um, and then as of March 1st this year, um, took over the entire country for it and relocated back to Kansas City. Okay, so that was a lot larger than I was actually expecting. And does that cover all the way from U13 to, li- like to the adult level? Yeah, we've actually, we've actually that. got, um, we've got, we're looking at 2009, 2010s locally. Um, so even younger to, to help bring into our U12 teams, um, that will be coming up. And then that goes all the way up into first team. So we've got, like I said, 09s and 2010s all the way through first team guys. It sounds like there's a level of transparency that goes through the ranks. And I feel like sometimes, at least when you're running an operation as large as sporting, that can get lost in translation. Would you say it's fair to say? Yeah, I think there's a lot of transparency. I think the culture is anyone who's around the club um, works in it or comes to games or or comes just to visit can see uh, the club's culture shines through, uh, I think, big time um, as far as being professional, being good people. Um, it's, it's very clear and, and everybody really appreciates that and falls through with it. What do you think makes Kansas city so successful in developing professional players? I think, uh, I think a big piece of it is, is the culture that really bleeds through and everybody really believes in that. And, and the older players have, 
have taken hold of that, you know, um, you know, Beasler, Zuzi, those guys every day in the locker room, um, and on the field really show what it's, what it's mm-hmm. like and what it should be to be a professional. And, and the younger guys, you know, they pick up on that. And, uh, we have regular visits from, from our first team guys, uh, to the USL and the, and the Academy teams. And, uh, you know, they can see the culture there, but also those, those Academy guys can see what those guys are, how they're talking, how they're acting. So, um, and they'll talk with them and let them know how things are going. And, um, and I think that that interaction from the top down is, is a big piece of it. Okay. And what exactly are you looking for in players? And I'm sure this definitely differs if you're looking at a, if someone like an 09 or 2010 player versus a, a professional, but right now at sporting, what are the big traits that you look for? Right. I think, I think club wide for us, sporting Kansas city, we're looking for uh, smart soccer players. So if you, if you even look at our first team all the way down through our, our U12 team, uh, we're not the biggest, strongest, fastest, although we may have some of those guys, but all of them are very intelligent, good game IQ, uh, and, and technically proficient. So those are the biggest things, and I think that, that our coaching staff, they do a great job, and they can help mold players in, in other ways. But if they've already got the game intelligence, that's a, a huge step up for us. So that's what we're looking for foremost. What's it like working for Peter Vermees and, and what makes him so successful? Uh, working with Peter is, is, is very good because he's got, he's got his, his finger on everything. When, when I say that, I mean he, he knows what's going on top to bottom with the club. So he's integrated from the first team all the way down with the academy. So um, he's got a clear vision for, for what he wants the club to look like. Um, and then he's also got very good follow through and good communication with everyone as well to know exactly, um, how we want to do things. So, um, FaceTime, he's got FaceTime with everybody in the club. Um, our Academy staff is out with the first team two days a week. So we're seeing, he's seeing everybody, um, like I said, from the 12s all the way up at least two days a week. So communication there is very good. Can you talk a little bit about Gianluca Busio as a player? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what we talked about earlier, what we look for is he's a very, very intelligent player. Um, you know, he's grown into his body, but, uh, the, the game IQ with him, uh, you could see it at 14. So when he came into our Academy, he was already there thinking two, three steps ahead, um, of all the guys, his age. And I think for him, um, you could see him progress very quickly, um, because of that and able to move into our first team and, um, and succeed there and not only with our first team, but internationally as well. What do you think of college soccer as a development tool for players for the next level? Do you think it's imperative? Do you think maybe a little overemphasizing the United States? What are your thoughts? I think everybody develops at a different rate. So, uh, maybe for some guys like, a, like a Busio who's, who's progressed very quickly and, uh, and doesn't need that and can step right into a first team. I don't think it's necessary, but, um, you know, there, there are a bunch of guys that have gone through the college game and maybe not been ready to be a professional. And then after those four years, um, they've matured and, and progressed their game and they're, you know, they step right in and, and join a team and, and are contributing to their first team. So I think, uh, it's, it's different for everybody. I think there's no definitive answer for that. Um, but I also think, just in general terms, it's a, it's a good place to grow up. Sometimes you've got some, some younger players that maybe are ready for the first team, but you see they, they struggle a little bit and maybe their club doesn't help them along on the, the personal level. So I think those 
you know, whether it's four years or, or three years or two years, however that long they go, um, they get that experience living on their own, having to feed themselves, all that stuff. So there's a place for it. Uh, maybe it's not for everybody, but um, it has been successful for a lot of people to go through and play. Um, and we'll see what the, what the future holds with, with changing the, um, the playing schedule. Hopefully they move to the 10-month the model as opposed to mm-hmm. the three-month. Um, and maybe that's a little bit different. What was your experience like coaching at St. Mary's in California over there, Lafayette, now completely different part of the country than Kansas City? Um, but what was that experience like? Uh, coaching at St. Mary's was was unbelievable. Um, for me personally, to be able to have played there and then go back and coach there was pretty special. Uh, Adam Cooper, when I was there, was an assistant coach. Um, and I was there the very first year he came. So to see what he's done with the program and how successful it's been, you know, over the past, uh, what, 15, 16, 17 years is, is pretty special. So, uh, to be there and to be in California, the climate's amazing. Uh, cost of living's a little bit uh, more than some other places, yeah. but, um, but the soccer is great. I think, I think the school plays very good soccer. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not super direct. You put the ball on the ground, uh, combine with each other. Um, I mean, they can play direct. You can ad- adapt and, uh, and deal with opponents, but I think the the nice thing about the Gales within the last five six years is everybody's going to have to adjust to them. So they play their own style, but um, it's pretty special to work there. So uh, tough to leave them this year. Uh, I was coaching there last year, so this year we we had built a team. We had lost one player and um, brought in another six. So it was a good year last year. Undefeated, eighteen zero and two, West Coast Conference champions. And then this year they went back to back, which was pretty special. So. Very excited for them, uh, and I think everybody's going to be glued to the TV tomorrow <laughs> watching, uh, watching the big one. Do you see yourself taking your talents overseas? I mean, are you rooted in Kansas City for um, the foreseeable future? What would you like to do? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm very happy where I am. I, like I said, I grew up in Kansas City. My, my parents are still here. Um, you know, I love the club. I grew up rooting for them. I was fortunate enough to 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 play for the club and now get to work for the club so um for me um you know i'm staying in the game um you know hopefully helping players achieve dreams and and uh and play professionally so uh as long as as long as you know the family's still happy and staying in the game then uh, i think that uh everything's going okay what's your why like why are you doing it is is that the lone reason is there anything else uh, a director of talent identification. I mean, that's a uh, a rare position for many people to even be in. So I'm kind of curious what keeps you going along with that, if there's anything else. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's I just love the game. I love being a part of it. I love I love training. I love traveling. I love, uh, you know, watching games, uh, watching kids play. So uh, I was fortunate to, to have been given quite a bit through soccer. You know, I got a great education, um, got to play professionally, got to travel the world. So, um, you know, maybe some of these kids, we do a good job of identifying talent in our backyard, but we also go throughout the country and, and find players as well. So, um, you know, maybe there's a player out there that in their local region, they, they aren't being seen or they don't have the avenues. And if we're able to help somebody out and, and uh, I think that's great for them. And maybe one day they can, they can do the same. 
Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated this interview and what you had to say. Um, if there's any shout outs or anything you want to promote, now's the time, whatever you want. Well, I think we can also say that uh, the path to paralysis, what this is for, is, is a great avenue. And I think, mm-hmm. I think Booch has done a fantastic job of providing an avenue for, for players to, to get out there and be seen by um, a lot of scouts. I mean, I think when we first started it, it was, uh, well, I say we, uh, when Eric started it, but I've been out at all of these um, over the years. It's It's been great to see the amount of players and, and specifically the amount of, of staff and scouts that are coming out to see guys and, and watch them play and give them opportunities to come out either on trial or, or straight contract. So um, it's a great avenue. I really appreciate um, everything that he's doing for players So uh, and being part of it's it's. Uh, it's been really enjoyable for me and, and I know our club. So um, just hoping he keeps it going and uh, more players and more scouts are coming out every year. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Path to Pro Soccer podcast. And for more Path to Pro, you can follow at Path to Pro Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm your host, John Russos, and you can also listen to me on the Here's My Thing podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time.